Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Cato, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church and Campus Ministry in Los Angeles, California. Currently on lockdown between the hours of 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. Matt, I'm so sorry that you're... Usually, pretty active social life is really taking a damper by this whole pandemic thing. It's true. As has mine, Matt. As has mine. I think we we have a curfew. It's not a curfew. It's a suggestion or whatever. It's not like illegal. <laughs> a suggestion. One of those sorts of things. Uh, but I'm Zach Pierce. I'm the pastor of Luther Campus Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder in America's finest and only institute of higher education in the Buddhist tradition, Naropa University. Matt, we have done it. We have made it through the semester because it's kind of over now. So we don't have to worry about the coronavirus until January. And by January, I'm sure everything will be just fine. Good work. Good work. You did it. You flattened the curve. We did it. I have found that one of the most effective ways to flatten the curve in your community is to take all of the people who engage in the riskiest behavior and force them to leave. (laughs) Yep. That's, uh, it's the same advice given by Leviticus. Just cut it off. Kick them out. (laughs) Cut it off. I mean, yeah, kick them out. That's right. Hmm. Well, good. I'm glad that uh, soon your restrictions will be lifted. Everything will be just fine. Everything's looking great as of, of press time here. You know, we're transitioning to a new presidential uh, administration. It's full wow. steam. Wow. Uh, you know, everything's normal. We're just living in a normal universe. Uh, amazing. Hard to believe. Zach, you got to be uh, excited. I know that we uh, usually begin this podcast where we exclusively talk about the Bible and make a playlist by talking That's about true. the latest NBA moves. And you're uh, one of your teams just added a player. Or are you talking about the Charlotte Hornets, home of the best ball, uh, Lomelo Ball, who's going to play a little thing we call basketball for the Charlotte Hornets, signed uh, a player who suffered a devastating lower limb injury to a maximum contract uh, for a long period of time. Uh, I think it's a great idea. Um, (laughs) I have had no reason to not trust in the Charlotte Hornets basketball organization uh, over the past 30 years, and so I'm not going to second-guess Mitch Kupchep, our GM, former GM of of your Los Angeles Lakers. Are you serious? That's who your GM is? That's right. <laughs> Actually, I have a fair degree of confidence in Mitch that I've never had in a GM for the Strong Hearts. <laughs> so I'm perplexed, but also, who knows? Yeah. I mean, you're who just you're one step closer to becoming the Murder Hornets. Oh, we all can't wait. We can't I'm wait, looking man. forward to the alternate Murder Hornet jerseys. They made these uh, mint. So Charlotte was home to one of the U.S. mints. Uh, early on in the in the in the history of of our beloved country, which again is totally normal time in our history as a nation, uh, and so the special the city edition jerseys this year for the Shadow Hornets are mint related, and so the green the teal is kind of supposed to be like dollar green ish, uh, and instead of the purple pinstripes, gold coin pinstripes, and I think gold numbers and gold nameplates and stuff. Some people are really about them. They even have a special like floor design, court design for that. 
Uh, I'm not as excited about it because I just want 1988 Hornet stuff. And that's all I need. And we don't need to mess with that. <laughs> and there's a little advertisement for Lending Tree. So I don't that's know if right. it's just a mm-hmm. whole branding thing. Well, it's our whole shirt sponsor deal. Uh, <laughs> Incredible. I mean, it's a nice little, at the gold is a nice touch. Oh, wow. That's the, that's the like, alternate logo on the shorts there. Listeners can't see this, but I'm... Uh, Visual medium podcast. You know. Amazing. I don't Color love the overview. gold. Mint. Cool, fresh, and fashionable. Mint distinctly appeals to the senses. It's also symbolic of our history as home to the first U.S. branch, Mint. Next color, granite. The official (laughs) state rock of North Carolina is known for its strength and versatility. It truly stands the test of time. That's a versatile rock right there, granite. Could be a countertop. And finally... Gold. Whether mined, refined, or shined, it's precious in any form. Since the Carolina Gold Rush, that was a thing? The that Carolina was Gold Rush. Mm-hmm. In the early 1800s, Charlotte has shown as a beacon for hope and opportunity for all. One of, if not the first, gold rush in the United States took place in Charlotte, Matt, in the early 1800s. Um, and you go on that field trip in fourth grade. Uh, at least if you're in the Charlotte metro area. The thing, though, I want to lift up, Matt, that is hilarious, is that the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, uh, incredible institution, used to be really good at basketball, made a Final Four, Matt, made a Final Four. Uh, their mascot is in, named in reference to this gold rush, and they are called the 49ers, Matt. You know, like the San Francisco football team is yeah. called the 49ers because the gold rush in San Francisco at Sutter's Mill was in 1849. Right. Yeah, this wasn't in 1849, but <laughs> just, just go 49ers. with it. Just, just go with it. We're still the 49ers. <laughs> it's because people would associate it with a more famous gold rush. Is that? That's correct. Okay, that's correct. Interesting, interesting choice. But wow. Matt, speaking of uh, of things that are quite prestigious and well-known and highly ranked uh, institutions. Uh, we've got a little news. We got a little podcast business here. Uh, I would like to let our listeners, first, I want to thank them. I'd like to say hello. Good evening to all our listeners tonight, each and every one of you. We want to thank you for what you have helped us accomplish together over these four or five, six, however many years it is. This is episode number 223, which is a lot of episodes. And uh, it has propelled us to incredible heights, Matt. And the height that we were recently, we this week, we're informed that we have achieved is that I believe I don't have the email in front of me. We are a top 100 podcast. We are the 82nd most popular podcast in the category of religion and spirituality in Honduras, which is the best podcast country in the world. Please insert some Honduran music right here. The Honduran national anthem is now the official anthem of <laughs> that's what I'm putting all right, I've got about 20 minutes to figure out a Honduran song to put on the playlist this week. But Matt, we did it. I'm so excited. We 83. did it. Top. Or 83, is that what we are? Top 100, yeah. Did we fall yeah, a spot I, here in the past five minutes? No. That's, <laughs> that's where we're at. In the last 30 days, so I don't know if we were talking about um, issues specific to, to Honduras. Um, fun fact, a lot of uh, my congregation members from Belize, also known as British Honduras, Oh really? Maybe I didn't know that. maybe that's it. That could be. Maybe. maybe we have a lot of Belizeans tuning in. If so, thank you. 
I also really just enjoyed uh, this email that we've talked about, and I'm thinking maybe it should be the new opening to the podcast. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Hope all is well. We have some cool information that might interest you. I think that's a good beginning. It could replace grace and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Just replace it with... Hope all is well. Can I have some we, cool information. I want somebody to come on the podcast and defend that practice. Okay, Matt? <laughs> you turn me to a hot take. Like, like, I don't think it's... What does it accomplish? What, is, you what, know? what are we talking about now? <laughs> this, this I pivoted pretty the hard to go into the grace and peace to you in the name of blah, 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 blah. Uh, they rush through it. Preachers who do that typically rush through it like they're selling micro-machines. Um... <laughs> It's like a breath. And it's just like a litany of, jer- of church buzzwords. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I use it as a breath. <laughs> Instead of oh, yeah. saying, um. Instead of saying, um. <laughs> just say grace and peace to you. And it just fills that, that opening space. It's like a little transitional transitional moment between one do thing. Do you do it? You do it? And another. Sometimes. If I can't figure yeah. out a better transition. You can't figure out transition. the intro. Yeah. You transition? I mean, how do you, like, so, you do the scripture, mm-hmm. and then uh, nobody says praise to your Christ except for Zach. And then, uh, I mean, like, I don't know, the Zoom format. Just oh, yeah. the whole transitional piece. Well, when I preached on Zoom, flex this week, uh, <laughs> I think the Alleluia played again after they did a uh, musical Alleluia piece. Oh, Alleluia. Yeah, and so that there was music in between the two, which is helpful. Yeah, I'm definitely not using the Hallelujah, but I am using song. Uh, we have a CD from my church that my church put out a couple years ago, and so I've been pulling tracks from that uh, to use. So I guess there's kind of a song, maybe. There you go. I mean, how often, though, man? No grace and peace, though. Zach does not want you to have grace and peace, even though that's how Paul uh, begins his (laughs) life. Who would have thought? I mean, I guess that's the rationale, right? Is Paul does it, so we should do it. If Paul does it, we should do it. No, please don't follow that advice, listeners. (laughs) Well, second Sunday in Advent. That's right. Uh, I do want to say to our listeners, uh, we re- really do appreciate you helping us become top 100 in a subcategory of podcast in Honduras. And what we want you to do this week, uh, sometimes we've asked you to like, subscribe, maybe comment, or or rate and review. You know it helps with the algorithms. Uh, we're not going to ask you to do that. What I want you to do this week is download a VPN, uh, you know, and I want you to figure out a way to listen to this podcast via VPN through Honduras, because we want to take this category to the top and if you want to get vinyl preacher merch we haven't had merch since 2016 17 when was that it's been a while since we've merched matt since houston been a while uh been a while we can make shirts that say the number 82 82nd best podcast in religion and spirituality in honduras and you could wear them or hoodies we like hoodies we could both get hoodies tonight we should be making masks. Final preacher masks. Oh, grace and peace to you Why from God our Father. <laughs> no, they're just gonna they're gonna have like it's gonna be a slash through it and I'll say both and <laughs> that's, that's what Praise it's to look you, like. O Christ. Um, oh 
go go check out our Kickstarter <laughs> on the Honduran version of Kickstarter. Oh my goodness! Send us to the top. Let us know. Uh, Matt got some listener mail this week, so we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If you're Thanks, in Honduras, Chelsea. holler at us. This is I don't know, Nate, Chelsea. Are you listening to this podcast from Honduras? I don't, I don't know. Ooh. It's possible. Maybe you went on a Honduran. Vacation. We did some important know. work educating today's seminarians. That's about the ESC draft. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Sure did. I'm glad you gave that explanation because I would have just uh, gone right past it. So, way to be the explainer. To explain um, the labyrinth serpentine processes of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. So, I think we're the only place to do that. We can get that information. Yeah, apparently. I assume they still do it the same way. I'm not a bishop, so I wouldn't know. Been unsubscribed from email list, uh, but it's the second week of Advent, man. Second week. Of Which Advent. candle is this? It's not Gaudet, right? Oh my gosh! Not pink yet. Still, ours are just all blue. Uh, I believe the third mm. week. Coldplay is, style Advent. That's right. <laughs> is uh, pink. I remember. I should just talk about this next week, but uh, my former bishop had a. A set of liturgical um, pyramids that were pink, and I was like, "How often do you get to wear that?" And twice a year. I thought it was just once a year, once in Advent, once in Lent. Oh. Wow. When does it? When's the Lent one again? I feel like it's, I learned this. I don't remember. Like I want to say the fourth Sunday, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. Hmm. Similar timing hmm. to this Advent one. Uh, according to the CatholicCompany.com, which is uh, the source of all information on the. Uh, canons of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, according to them, the second Sunday of Advent symbolizes faith with a capital F. <laughs> if you don't capitalize faith this week, don't take the big F out of Jesus. Uh, and it's called the Bethlehem Candle, reminding us of Mary what? and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem. I thought it Last was, week uh, was hope. Yeah, I thought it was peace. Peace is four, according to CatholicCompany.com. With the angel's candle. Where are these prophets, these shepherds, angels, and cities that no longer have candles because we've pillaged them to sell them to CatholicCompany.com? Wow. Interesting. Mm. Uh, Maybe we should also have uh, candles, Final Preacher candles. You know, uh, St. Aidan's, I believe, uh, mailed out, uh, like, build-your-own-advent-wreath supplies to parishioners. For Advent. Wow. I think all that stuff is really cool, but uh, how does anyone have the time? I didn't. I didn't do. I mailed two of the packages because they had. They needed me to. Well, you're an expert in such things, uh, being the CEO of Bread X. That's right. I know how to deliver goods. Goods and sacraments. So, Matt, here we are, week two. Here we Big are. Big F faith. Big F faith. So we get some uh, good, famous text here. Last week, uh, tear open the heavens and come down. This week, Isaiah 40, 1 to 11, comfort, oh comfort, my mm. people. Uh, also, uh, had been him. 
says your God, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term and her penalty is paid. That she has received double from the she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain. What a line. Get you up to a high mountain. O Zion, herald of good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings, lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to Walt Whitman. That is very Walt Whitman-y. Leaves of grass, right? Yeah. It's a classic, Matt. We have we here during Advent. I wrote about this for my students because uh, young people these days, Matt, don't know about greatest hits albums. Because um, you can just you know pull up your Spotify and listen to any song you want to. But back in the day, if you wanted to listen, you know, to a song, you had to either buy the album or buy the single. And if you were like catching up, learning about the oldie goldies, right? You didn't want to have to buy every single uh, U2 album from the 80s, you could just buy that gold one with the kid with the helmet on like I did and they had the best of the 80s and I got all the songs that anybody cares about from U2 from the 80s. Oh my goodness. And it only cost me like 20 bucks instead of like 80 or $100. So you buy these like greatest hits albums as a way, like an economic way of getting all the good ones. Um, and, uh, and during Advent we're hitting... It's like we've bought the greatest hits album now. No more deep yeah. cuts. It's, it's good. much more economical now. Yeah, it's probably it's probably a good thing. So, I mean, it's probably it's an interesting contrast since last week we started off with all this apocalyptic mm-hmm. uh, stuff, and then it begins comfort. Oh, comfort my people. Although then John's going to show up and uh, get a little apocalyptic. So it's this weird contrast of comfort and agitation. Well, the comfort even within the Isaiah. Oh, don't, don't, (laughs) don't do it. We should have a secret. Next time we have a guest, we'll have a secret word and it's both and and we figure out what to do when somebody says it. Um, it's even within the, the Isaiah text itself. It's comfort, oh comfort. There's a lot of really tender image imagery. Uh, gather the lambs in his arms, carry them in his bosoms, gently lead her, lead the mother of sheep. Uh, but it's the promise that God's going to tear down the mountains, <laughs> fill in the valleys. Hope you don't live in either one of those places. Yeah. Um, and the prom, it's, a, it's <laughs> almost a promise of, of the grass withering and the flowers fading, the promise of death there is something incredibly cruciform about this reading 
Yeah, it's a weird... It, it's an interesting um, shift. I mean, the first part of it makes it seem like there's... Um, there's some retributive justice, that there's a penalty that must be paid. But then the second part is just mortality itself. Uh, mm-hmm. The grass withers, the flower fades. Uh, and then there's this announcement of good news. But I, that's an interesting interesting shift halfway through this reading. So, would you preach on this text? Are you going to go with Mark? Do we I, shift think to the they pair, I think they pair nicely, Matt. Yeah, you're going to go back and forth? Back and forth. Uh, nice. Because we finally... Or not finally, I guess we did Mark last week, but we did the end of Mark, and now we're finally starting at the beginning of Mark with the second week. Uh, you know, it's the beginning because it says it is. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Gospel of the Lord prays to you, O Christ. A um, couple notes, Matt. Um, well-worn territory, but it is interesting that the Gospel of Mark begins with the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, which uh, the fun thing to do as a preacher is to to uh, deduce that that's not just the title of like this paragraph, but of the book as a whole, uh, especially given the way Mark ends, which is uh, with a cliffhanger ending, that the whole book is just the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, which means the good news of Jesus Christ continues and is out here and around us. Also worth noting, uh, Mark appears to be quoting Isaiah, but Mark misses the, you ready for this, Matt? Misses the Mark just a bit in this quotation. Wow. It puts a comma in a different wow. place. Uh, a little nuanced. Uh, so if you go there in that first little part of Mark, uh, I'm sending a messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. And then it seems like he's quote. Uh, He's quoting him, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Whereas what Isaiah actually says is the voice of one crying out, comma, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Uh, And it's that part that I would I'd be inclined to kind of preach on this week uh, is that I believe this is a marking thing. I haven't done my marking research, but as I recall, the back and forth, the, the dialectic. Of, of the wilderness, the countryside, the Gentile places, and the city, which is the, the power center and the, the religious power center, and the way those, those play off of each other become a really important part of, 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 of Mark and where Jesus is at. And so what's happening here is startling because uh, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Jesus showing up in the world is happening out, not in the city, but out in the wilderness. And you've heard me say it on this podcast uh, a lot of times, but anything outside of city walls was considered very dangerous and not, you did not carry around like Matt, your National Park Service passport, hoping what? to get a stamp out in the wilderness. You spent most of your time trying to not die, uh, either by the hand of, of, of critters out in the dark, but also uh, people. Remember, uh, lights. And you, here's your thing. I loved to, I had a good sermon on this. I don't know if it was good, Matt, but I just liked it a lot on, on lights 
um, and night and stuff, uh, light pollution. There's a whole fun place to go there. But uh, in the ancient Near East, you didn't have artificial lights. And so when the days were shorter, as the days are shorter these days, um, you, number one, had to slow down, which is one of those Advent themes, uh, because your days were shorter, and that meant you couldn't do as much. Uh, you couldn't do as much work because you can't farm, you can't see. Uh, and so walking around, especially at night, outside the, the walls of your village or city was a very dangerous proposition because you literally could not see the, the robbers and the, the folks who would come up and murderate you. And so, again, right, within in Judaism, God, Yahweh, dwells in the temple, and here is this bold, radical suggestion that God is actually dwelling out here in the wilderness, which is your tie, my tie, into the Isaiah text, uh, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Um, so, looking for God in the wild places, the uncontrollable thing, the fear, right, the risk of the path we're on right now is all affirmed by these stories because the promise is that's the place where God dwells. Um, and one of the, the things, the secondary level that I'm going to, that would, would take it uh, were I preaching, but I don't get those invitations during Advent, um, is Jesus doesn't fix the wilderness. Um, Jesus is there and embraces the people, but they don't like colonize the wilderness, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm intrigued by that this year. Yeah. So it doesn't colonize the wilderness. The wilderness continues to be it the It stays wilderness. wild. Mm-hmm. It stays wild. Oof. That's why we need gray wolves, man. Because the wilderness <laughs> got to stay wild. It all comes back to the gray wolves. Wow. Wow. Well, I think I'd want to lift up to... I think all that is... Um, really important and that that contrast here um which which i feel like one of the gospels it comes out even even more but it's definitely here too right this contrast in wilderness um and the city and there's a whole lot of levels to that too right so even this beginning this opening the beginning of the good news of jesus christ the son of god um good news can mean a lot of different things it could mean that your uh favorite basketball team just signed a new player could could mean that. Uh, but this word, this good news, this gospel uh, word is really like news of a military victory, right? Hmm. So like the beginning of this vic- like political military victory of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then it's not, the rest of the text is not going to describe anything like a military victory. Yeah. But it still has, it's like this, this thing that's about to happen, Mark tells us right at the beginning, this thing that is already happening, really. Um, is going to have all these different layers of implications. It's religious because we're talking about where God is. It's it's political. Um, it's it's talking about the the whole of the of the state and and the broader community. Um, and so I just I I'd say personal, but I wouldn't even want to push that too much because that's just such not a um, not a thing for the folks that are reading this right in the same way that that it is for our individualistic culture. So I just would lift that up to try to pull this out of the, um, it's so easy to spiritualize it, right? Just purely spiritualize it. And I think there are multiple things happening at once, right? Like they want you to, like Mark wants you to hear this first line as an earthquake, Mm -hmm. you know, like this thing is going to impact 
everything. Is there an earthquake? Is Mark the earthquake gospel? I don't know. No, there's the earthquake. It's Matthew. Uh, Well, uh, Matt, gosh, you made me think about a couple things here. One of them is that, especially to this point, the people's understanding of of the the people as Judeans, as as Jews, and of the city of Jerusalem is certainly a military history. Uh, We're reading from Isaiah here, uh, and I would have to check, but I feel... um, I feel like this is probably Isaiah, second Isaiah, if you're going to have a nerdy text podcast, um, that it that it came while they were in exile. But the, the, the point I want to make here is Isaiah is writing from the 8th century BCE, uh, is the earliest part of Isaiah, which is when uh, some of the biggest moments in the life of, of the people happened. And it was uh, 721. We all remember this, Sennacherib. Uh, uh, or Sargon II, Snackerib, it's been a while. You don't even need to cover that. We all know that. We all know that. Comes down from Syria, takes the northern kingdom, lays siege to the city of Jerusalem, right? But he can't, the city stands because they build uh, Siloam's tunnel. They dig the tunnel, and so the city has water that the Syrians don't know about. And so it holds, and so they're totally good until the Babylonians come along, until they come back in 701, and then they take the city. Um... So there's this understanding of themselves and who they are as people who have needed to defend themselves from people laying siege to the city. And so to say here, Mark is, 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 is in the earliest of Gospels is laying it out in the same way, that the story I'm about to tell you is very similar to the story of, uh, of the Assyrians coming to town, of uh, the siege in 701, of when the Babylonians came. This is the same story. Um, but now... This Jesus is in the invading army, um, and it's not like uh, I feel Star Warsy here, Mac. I have been watching The Mandalorian. We haven't talked much about Mandal- uh, The Mandalorian uh, recently, but it's like saying this is the beginning. Like the the, the parallels are there, right? Like uh, every Star Wars movie, I believe, has uh, has a Death Star, and then they blow up a Death Star, right? It's just that over and over and over again. Everyone, uh, everyone. And uh, it's like saying, hey, these uh, miscreants out in the Outer Rim, this is the beginning of how they take down the Empire, mm-hmm. sort of a deal. Yeah. And so on one hand, it's laughable, but it's also, like you said, Matt, in, in pretty like militaristic political terms. I'm curious, too, and I have no answer for this, so I shouldn't bring it up unless I have a direction to go with it. But baptism is all over this text, too. Right, mm-hmm. and I wonder what, like, we have two uh, millennia of theology built up around baptism, right? I'm curious how and this we've, we've really finally honed it, and we all agree now. <laughs> yeah, we all agree because we've had now. so much time to work on and talk it out. I'm just, I'm curious how this impacts how how the original hearers um, hear. Like, is there a way to kind of strip some of that back? Um, mm-hmm. And, and what does this even mean? John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the... I mean, I don't think bap- baptism is not really a huge theme of the Old Testament, is it? Like, where, like, this is... Now we're suddenly coming around and we're talking about baptism as, like, the a thing? <laughs> and, uh... And so, baptism appeared in the wilderness, baptism of repentance, forgiveness of sins. I want to know what that means. What do you mean, forgiveness of sins? Um, especially for moving beyond this, like, ledger... 
mentality, right? The Nadia was, what is that? What I think that, that the preacher is called this week to work all of those buzzwords into their grace and peace to you in the name of the one who does baptism for repentance, but also Holy Spirit forgiveness of sins. There's too many things, but I do think it would be worth, even without trying to unpack all of the theological buzzwords, baptism is in this thing from like John the baptizer. They go down to a river to be baptized. So there's water in this text. And then the closing line is, I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, what, did you just introduce another character into this story? <laughs> like, who is this Holy Spirit? Like, what? Like, because this is the first time. I just, I think it's really crazy because we hear this text and we have all these associations with all these words. Um, and I wonder if there's a way to recover some of the freshness um, of what, <laughs> like, what the original impact of this might have been. I, um... I'm struck, Matt, again this year by, by the phrase that um, all the people from the countryside were coming, but um, it also says that people are coming from uh, all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him, right? Yeah. Um, and so I've started to see this in my head as like, you're coming out here and you're doing this baptism thing is like you're signing up for the rebellion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I assume they went back, Right. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, spoilers, there's going to come a part in Mark where the crowd, the people of Jerusalem, will have an important role to play in the proceedings, and they will ask for Barabbas. I assume some of those folks were likely baptized by John out at the river. Um, so you could bounce there and bounce into the, the leaves of grass, the, the flowers fading and the grass withering. There's a lot of depth. Like it's, it's. I really like these texts. I think because of how stark. I mean, I think that's why. I mean, that's why I like Mark. Is is Mark is pretty stark and gives you a lot, um, but also gives you lots of space to like color in and play with. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's a level so that you're not like if you're. I mean, I think it's so important these days to like. It's important number one to proclaim good news, but like, if your good news is not recognizing how like, messed up everything is. Um, it's it's I think you gotta you gotta double down on the the nuance of things. So I think the angle that I was planning to take on this text, because I always remember these John texts as like a big construction project. Uh, maybe it's from this Isaiah, make straight in the desert a highway for our God, um, and then this prepare the way imagery. And what it makes me think church of, is though, a highway. <laughs> classic, uh, classic tune. Um, what it makes me think of, I mean, like, if we were ever more clear that the world needed a giant construction project to remake some of these things. Matt, are you telling me that the second week of Advent is Infrastructure Week? Infrastructure Week. It's Infrastructure Week in New City I'm going to write it's to the editor be, of the Catholic uh, Company.com, see if we can get that It's going to be great. Uh, I am going to, we, we've got a big construction project <laughs> at St. Mark's, so I'm actually, I'm going to somehow. We've got a title for this episode. But where was I going with that? I was going with, uh, so I'm thinking about this image of like, and maybe it's because I live in the city of Los Angeles where there's always a construction project on the roads. So we just, we know these things. Uh, But the construction project that then it gets shifted to this imagery of baptism in this river. And that makes me think of reshaping almost like uh, rivers reshape the land, right? I've got this image of the Grand Canyon and how the river reshapes everything. And so I wonder if that's a way to think about baptism in this text, too. If we're talking about preparing a way, 
um, in the way that baptism is not just uh, getting your ticket and you're good, <laughs> um, but is a is a reshaping um, and the beginning of a reshaping. And I think that in this year, uh, there's a lot you could talk about with what needs to be baptism. reshaped within us and within our world. Baptism is like getting your union card so that you can be con- be contractor now. In indeed, indeed. If this if we were gathering uh, at church, this might be the week. Usually, I like to do prayer stations during Lent or not Lent, mm-hmm. Advent, both Advent and Lent. Uh, and in Advent, there's four weeks. And I prefer four to elements. do them only during the time after Pentecost. <laughs> Good luck. Um, <laughs> In uh, in Advent, you got four weeks and there's four elements. So I try to think of something for every element. So uh, sometimes for did you forget for this heart? If what's that, Captain Planet? Um, <laughs> that should be that should be Christmas Eve. Though. You could do something like that. Um, but I would use I would have Plato set out for this week. I think if mm. you're talking about reshaping, mm-hmm. preparing the way, make sure in the desert a highway. Like what is the reshaping that needs to happen? And you can make that really concrete by mailing. All of your prisoners, some Play-Doh in the mail. There you Did go. Did we talk about on the podcast that for an event that had to move to online, I was mailed uh, uh, finger paint in a Ziploc bag? I heard about it. People, it's hard to make the shift, man. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Fortunately, January 1, this is all over. <laughs> They got three vaccines, man. Three vaccines. This new one sounds good. Doesn't even have to be. You don't even got to put it in like a. It was going to be hard for us parents, Matt, because this is a dad podcast, okay? Um, and one of the things that we know as parents that you got to do is when you're packing lunch, you got to have that little ice box, that little like mm-hmm. freezer pack to put in there. Yep. And with how cold you got to keep these viruses, there's going to be a run on freezer packs, and all of our kids are going to have warm sandwiches. It's a huge problem. Nobody's talking It'll about it. It'll be a huge deal. It's worse than toilet Nobody's, paper. Six months from now, everybody's going to be talking about this, and you can say you heard it on the Vinyl Preacher first. Mm-hmm. We predicted. Speaking of hearing. Preschoolers. What else? What do you listen to? <laughs> One of the things too. that I regularly hear, Matt, is music. It's the primary way that I receive that information. Uh but Matt, I want to give a shout out, uh, lots of shout outs these days uh, to the vinyl spouse. My wife uh, was sitting around and she thought I was not working because I was just listening to music. That's what she thought. But I was doing research for work, trying to find the perfect song for the readings. And I wasn't having a lot of luck, Matt. So I don't know if uh, people might be interested in this, to find songs every week. Some weeks you're full of inspiration and like you've been listening to a bunch of new music and you got like a lot of like places to go but when you don't have the inspiration it's hard because then you're Mm -hmm. like searching random words and like uh, I've already like used like I can't put another Phoebe Bridgers out like song on like and I've probably already put that one on too Uh, and I think I've put some of the playlist songs I'm about to tell you Matt on the playlist multiple times but I said uh, she said well what's the reading and I told her it was Mark with John the Baptist and she said Mariah Carey's Honey (laughs) wow wow Final spouse coming through. Yeah, coming out soon from a tiny piano club podcast is a new podcast called The Vinyl Spouses, where they talk about the Bible and make a playlist. Uh, it's a little leaner, more to the point, and has better songs. Uh, off of her, what I thought was second album, app, but Mariah Carey had been making albums forever. 
uh, going back to the 80s, uh, but also the album, follow-up album to the massive hit that, that had uh, Fantasy and Always Be My Baby, Honey. Then, Matt, I feel like I've probably put this on the playlist before, uh, but I wanted a Wild song, and uh, John Legend's new album has a song called Wild that also features Gary Clark Jr. that's pretty good. And then, Matt, oh, the words of Isaiah, the words of Isaiah have... have have been my words, Matt, over these weeks. On October 3rd, I was supposed to receive a piece of vinyl from Dawes' new album, Good Luck With Whatever. Uh, it turns out they meant good luck with getting this piece of vinyl because of the vinyl shortages we've talked about. It was supposed Incredible. to arrive on October 3rd, and it arrived on Saturday, November 20th. I've got the vinyl right here, Matt. It's the cool green marbled look. Very cool. Uh, and I'm going to put Dawes' Didn't Fix Me on it, which is really good it's a really good song and uh the first line is i went to see your healer uh and he's going to like all these try all these like uh kind of self-helpish sort of things like i read the book you said you told me to read i did this i did that but it didn't fix me uh like i thought it would uh and even the last verse is kind of tragic but but tragic in the way that uh that as fours, Matt, we hear sometimes as good news, uh, that he says he's found someone who loves him uh, for all the things that are wrong with him and accepts him as he is, but it didn't fix him. It didn't fix him <laughs> like he thought he was. Uh, which me, for me, right, strikes that chord. That's actually how I got to the the wild is not uh, tamed, is not colonized. Uh, you know, people didn't get fixed going out to the, the river. Um, and so there's some of that nuance you got to preach with. Uh, it's not your magic ticket. It's not the thing that's going to fix you. Might be enough. Amen. How about you, Matt? Are you listening yeah. to music these days? Well, I'm still uh, waiting on the Killers album on vinyl, which I ordered back in August. There are only two guys in the band now. They, they've only got four <laughs> hands to get these. I know. That's tough. These things loaded. It's tough. It's tough. Um... Yeah, man. Well, I got all kinds of ideas. I mean, if you want a wild song, U2 has a song called Wild Honey, but I don't think I'd choose that one. I think I'd choose uh, Raised by Wolves because I know that you mm -hmm. love wolves. I do associate. love wolves. Near uh, Wild is, Heaven? Near Wild Heaven is the R.E.M. song, yes. R.E.M. song off of time. Yep. Yep. Uh, I realize I don't have any R.E.M. albums on vinyl. I feel like this is... Something I need to rectify. I have all I of the IRS new. years because you can find them super cheap really? places. And so I've collected them over the years. So I've got all of I don't have any of their Warner Brothers albums, oh. which are the ones that most people wouldn't know. Like starting yeah. with Out of Time, Automatic for the People, Monster, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I've, uh, I've always wanted to get New Adventures in Hi-Fi just because I like the image on it. I think it'd be cool on the wall. <laughs> and it's such a it's, a, it's a, it's actually a pretty good album. Yeah. You know? Oh, um, well, what am I going to do? Uh, so I'm thinking about highways and somehow highwaymen came up, but I was like, no, you, at this point you got to do the highwaymen, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not going to pick a song from that album. I'm going to pick the chain, which was on uh, a soundtrack for the kitchen, uh, which is a good, uh, old song. My daughter, that is her band. jam. And she gets yeah? mad if you play the Fleetwood Mac version. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. Well, it, uh, she will scream it from the back seat. If you don't love me now, that's incredible. That's incredible. Someday she'll discover that it has a crucial role in the film Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, 
All Good People by Delta Ray and Vocal Rush. Uh, also good. It just feels apocalyptic. And mm-hmm. uh, finally, Voice in the Wilderness. Uh, there's a song by Bob Dylan called Things Have Changed. But rather than putting Bob Dylan's voice on there, uh, Betty Labette did a cover of this more recently. And so there's a Voice in the Wilderness kind of a song that I'll throw on the playlist. That's what I got this week. That's what I got. Oh, we did it, man. We made a playlist. Did it. We did exactly what we said we'd do. And nothing else. We talked about the Bible. We made a playlist. We did no other things except to shout out our Hunter and fans. Muchísimas gracias. Mil gracias. Was that it? Was that the outro? Uh, yeah, that should be that should be it. I think <laughs> I'm gonna press stop now.